We're so thankful that you are here today. From the gospel according to Matthew chapter 9, I want to begin reading with the 27th verse. Matthew chapter 9, beginning with verse 27. We're going to read three verses of scripture. And I can just feel the presence of the Lord moving so beautifully in our midst today. We want to certainly move over and give him all the space he needs to do what he wants to do today. He has come here just as you have come here. He has drawn you into this place. Amen. And, and it is for his purpose. Matthew chapter 9. We're going to begin reading at the 27th verse. Before I begin reading, let me make a very important announcement to you. Everybody say two weeks. Two weeks from this Sunday is our annual one service. And we're going to be enjoying the ministry of Brother Mike Williams and Brother Paul Pamer. And this is a powerful father-in-law, son-in-law ministry. Brother Paul Pamer pastors in Barberton, Ohio. Brother Mike Williams pastors in Apopka, Florida. And they're going to be here two weeks from this day in the morning and in the evening. Okay? That Sunday night, we're going to gather here with Calvary Church and other apostolic churches. But understand that we have a shared history of the apostolic Pentecostal faith here in the city of Cincinnati. But we don't just have a shared history, we have a shared destiny. Amen. And we're going to come together on that Sunday night at 6 o'clock and we're going to have a Holy Ghost time in the Lord. And, and we're looking forward to all that's going to do. So put that on your calendars. That is August 20, uh, 20th, August 20th or 1st, whichever Sunday that is. And we're going to have a great time in the Lord. Matthew chapter 9, uh, verse 27. When Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him crying and saying, Now, son of David, have mercy on us. When he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Everybody say, Yea, Lord. Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. According to your faith, be it unto you. And I want to speak to you this morning on the subject, the many dimensions of faith. The many dimensions of faith. I feel like God wants to give faith in this house. Could we lift up our hands and ask his blessing upon the preaching of the word of God. Lord, I thank you for every individual that has come into this place. I pray for your holy anointing to rest upon your people. Help us to receive your word. Help us to draw nearer to you. God, we trust in you. We believe in you. We call upon your mighty name and power. Help us, Lord God, to draw close to the cross. To be empowered by the faith that can only come from you. And we give you all the praise and the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I ask for an anointing upon the preaching of your word. Let it go forth and accomplish that word to it is sent. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. And amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. I'm so excited to talk to you about this topic of faith because faith is so vital to the Christian life. Without faith, I want, I want to just, just to give you an idea of just how important this topic is. The book of Hebrews chapter 11, which we affectionately call the faith chapter. This great chapter says this concerning faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So right out of the gate, I, I want you just to consider with me how important it is to have faith. That without it, it is impossible to please the Lord. So this tells us the significance, the importance of having faith. And, and it is clear why in the scriptures. Uh, to have it gives us such an enormous uh, power that comes from God. In fact, Jesus was asked uh, once concerning faith and, and, and concerning uh, the increase of faith. The apostles said to him, Lord, increase our faith. And to that request, the Lord responded and said, I'm telling you that if you had faith as the grain of a mustard seed, you could say to this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up. 
and removed and cast into yonder place. And he was letting them know, you want me to increase your faith? And I'm telling you that if you had faith as the grain of a mustard seed. Now, he didn't say the size of the grain of a mustard seed, but it was in the context of being asked to increase faith. So you can say that there was some size uh, uh, quali qualifications Jesus was referring to, size qualities, that if you had faith as the grain of a mustard seed, but, but really the grain of a mustard seed too was created by God to act in a certain way and, and when it is put into the ground, it knows what it is supposed to do and it just starts by nature doing the thing God created it to do. And if you have that kind of faith, he said, you can say to this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up. Now that, that's very powerful language. He's talking about the ability of faith to uproot deeply rooted things. And I want you to know today that if you are dealing with things that are deeply rooted, that can be intimidating. You can find yourself in a position of thinking there's no way to get through this. There's no way around this. There's no way to, to, to fix this because it is so deeply rooted. And I want to I deal with that today. I want to let you know that God is not afraid of your deeply rooted problems. God is not afraid of your deeply rooted issues. You may be thinking even as we talk about this matter of faith, maybe the thoughts that have come to your mind have been along the lines of, well, I've heard faith talked about before. I've heard it preached about before, or maybe... Maybe you thought, yeah, faith would be great. I just can't seem to get much of it. And we, wanna, we want to deal with those things. God is not afraid of your deeply rooted issues and faith can pluck them up and cast them away from you and your family. Maybe you are like facing a mountain. Maybe you're facing a mountain-like situation. And, and to that, the Lord says the same thing. If you have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed. And I'm going to tell you something. God is a mountain mover. And so when I talk to you about faith today, I'm not just getting through another Sunday message. I, I'm not just trying to present to you some kind of a, a, a biblical principle that, that, that is good to talk about. I'm telling you, we're, we're dealing with mountain-moving power. We're dealing with deeply rooted issues. And faith is the quality that the Lord always introduces into the conversation as to how we're going to deal with this. So if you've got a mountain in front of you, just perk up your ears and hear the word of the Lord today. God wants to empower you to move that mountain. If you've got a deeply rooted issue that you can't seem to fix or get around, just, just hear what the Spirit says to the church today because God wants to give you power to remove that deeply rooted sycamine tree, as the Lord would say. And in this chapter of Matthew, we see the, the matter of faith being highly exalted. Uh, it, I could take you to other uh, stories concerning the life and ministry of Jesus where that faith was the ingredient that always surfaced as to how the Lord would perform a miracle. Whenever he would perform a miracle, faith was always present in the miraculous. There was never a time where things happened without faith being in operation. So faith is always in the recipe of the miraculous. Uh, but I don't have to jump around a lot to find these, uh, these examples in the scriptures. I can just take this chapter, Matthew chapter 9, and immediately there are, there are certain passages of these uh, miracles that immediately identify faith as the power that it is. At the very beginning of the chapter, Matthew chapter 9, Jesus has entered a ship, he's passed over, and he has come into his own city, and they brought to him a man who was sick of the palsy, a disease that was life-threatening and crippling in those days. He was lying on a bed, and Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. And they that were of the scribes said within themselves, he's blaspheming by forgiving this man's sin. 
But Jesus responded to them and said, I know what you're thinking. These were thoughts they had in their own mind. But he called out the thoughts they had in their mind. And he said to them, is it easier to forgive sins or to heal the sick? He had already forgiven the sins. Now he looked at the man and said, arise, take up thy bed and go unto your house. And the man arose and departed to his own house. Later in that same uh, chapter, verse 18, he is confronted by a man who is a ruler of the synagogues. His name is Jairus. Jairus says, my daughter is sick, nigh unto death. Jesus makes his way to the house, but he is interrupted on several occasions. He is being thronged by the crowd. He cannot make his way there quickly. Jairus is getting to a point of desperation to the point that the young girl dies. And now it seems like all hope is gone because Jesus didn't get there in time to heal her of the sickness. But one of the beautiful miracles that occurred in his ministry occurred on that day when he said to that young girl, Talitha Kumai, maid arise. Hallelujah. And you know what he did? He, everybody that didn't have faith, he put them out of the house. And the prayer that Jairus prayed, Mark records the same story. And Mark tells us a prayer that Jairus prayed that I love. It's, it's one we can all relate to. He said to the Lord, he said, Lord, because Jesus asked him what he asked uh, the, the, the blind man in our text. He said, do you believe? And the man responded by saying, Lord, I believe, but help thou mine unbelief. And I think that's where a lot of us find ourselves. I, we can really relate with that prayer. We're here today because we believe. But there are these nagging positions of unbelief that seem to try, to try to tear down our faith. And so we find ourselves praying that prayer of Jairus. Lord, I believe, but help thou mine unbelief. I'm so glad that Jesus didn't think of Jairus as an unbeliever because he was struggling with unbelief. Just because you're struggling with unbelief today doesn't mean you are an unbeliever. You can be a believer and you can be tempted to not believe. But I want you to know God will give you power over that unbelief. And it's a perfectly legitimate prayer to pray. Lord, I believe, but I'm struggling to believe. I'm confessing with my mouth that I believe, but I'm struggling to believe. So could you help me with my unbelief? And if that's you today, pray that prayer. Jesus answers those kinds of prayer. He will help you in the battle against unbelief. The great, the great account of the woman with the issue of blood occurs in this chapter where she pushes through the crowd and she touches the hem of his garment. And this happened on the way to Jairus' house. And she touches the hem of his garment and virtue goes out of him into her. She is healed of a 12-year sickness, one that was threatening her life, one that was causing her life to be dysfunctional. And immediately she was healed. He stopped the crowd, said, I felt virtue go out of me. Who has touched me? They answered everybody. I mean, you want really to know who's touched you. Literally everybody that's here right now has, has in some way pushed against you. He said, no, no, somebody in desperation, somebody pulled virtue out of me. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you there's a difference between people who are praying and people who are praying in desperation. And when she touched the hem of his garment, virtue went out of him into her. She was healed. And when the crowd cleared and this little lady was cowering down, afraid of what was about to happen, he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Faith is always present in the miraculous. Hallelujah. And then, of course, in our passage of Scripture, he said to these blind men, do you believe? They said, yea, Lord. And he responded by saying to them, according to your faith, be it unto you. Praise God. And so we're going to talk about faith because I feel like this is the, the wall we run up against when we talk about faith. We can shout about miracles and we can rejoice about the blind seeing and we can rejoice about the lame walking and we can get all excited. And then we get to that critical juncture in the story of the scriptures where we say, all right, and all they needed was faith. And you're like, and we're right back where we started. Because that's what I'm having trouble with. I'm having trouble with having faith. 
I'm having trouble with believing. I'm having trouble really putting my faith in God for the miracle to take place in my life. So I want to talk to you today about the many dimensions of faith so that you can wrap your heart and mind around faith, what it is and how to apply it to your life. And the first thing I want to tell you is that faith is not an abstract thing. It's not a vague belief system. It's not just some kind of a, of a nebulous, ill-defined uh, confidence that you might have. Faith is very particular. In fact, the Bible says it is so particular, it says it this way. There is one Lord, one faith. There are not multiple faiths. Now, there can be multiple beliefs, but when we're talking about faith, we're talking about one faith, and it is the faith that is in Christ Jesus. The only faith that is, is the faith that is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. This is the faith that the saints contended for. Hallelujah. They once contended for the faith. And I want you to know today that when I'm talking to you about the power of God, I am not talking about the power of a higher entity that you may or may not know who I'm describing and that others call him one thing and we call him this or that. No, no. I want to be very clear today. When I talk to you about the power of God, I am talking about God manifest in the flesh and his name is Jesus Christ. I want you to be very clear in your understanding that the Lord God of glory, Elohim, El Shaddai, Jehovah, Yahweh, the one true self-existing God became a man, put himself in human flesh like you and I have, and he took upon himself the penalty that we had coming to us. And when he shed his blood, that blood has power over every sin. That blood has power over every sickness. That blood has power over every devil. That blood has power over every principality or dominion of this earth. There is power in the name of Jesus. And we have faith in him. We do not have faith in ourselves. We don't have faith in other people. We have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is he who hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We've got to get our faith and put it in Jesus Christ. So we've got to understand there's one faith and that faith is the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The next thing I want you to know that is, is that faith is a gift. Faith is a gift. I'm going to say that again. Faith is a gift. And I want you to know that if you're sitting here today and you're trying to figure out, man, I'd love to see God move in my life. If I could just get some faith, I just can't seem to get any faith. I want to tell you, you've already got it. The Bible says that God has given to every man the measure of faith. God has put in every person the ability to have faith in him. Faith already exists. This is the light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Everybody that cometh into the world, God breathed into their nostrils the breath of life. Man became a living soul. There is something on the inside of them. And I don't care where they are or what they believe. There's something on the inside of them that can hear God when God speaks to them. And I want you to know this is why we have to preach the gospel everywhere we go. Because it's like lighting a match. And you just put that match and I'm going to tell you, it'll find something flammable. And that flammable thing it will find is the faith that God put in every single individual. Oh, hallelujah. Every person in this world has the ability to believe in God because God put faith in every person. The question is not, do you have faith? The question is, where did you put your faith? It's like having a, 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 a road map. How many remember back in the, in the old days? 
in the good old days, long before these fancy schmancy GPS systems we have in our pocket, we had roadmaps and we didn't know how to get somewhere. You just pull out that roadmap. But the problem was if you ever misplaced the roadmap, you didn't know where to go. That's faith. You've got the ability to find God. But, but if you misplace it, and here's how you misplace it, you put it in other things. You put your faith in people. It doesn't belong in people. It belongs in the Lord Jesus Christ. You put your faith in systems. It doesn't belong in systems. It belongs in the Lord Jesus Christ. You put, your, you put your faith in your career. It doesn't belong in your career. It belongs in the Lord Jesus Christ. You, some of you even put your faith in a preacher and you got disappointed when the preacher fell off that pedestal. It doesn't belong in the preacher. Not any preacher. Not me or anybody. It belongs in the Lord Jesus Christ. tell you if you put your faith in him he will give you the power that that faith brings faith is a gift the bible says it is the gift of faith it is a gift and so you're you're wondering if i could just get faith you've already got it you've already got it it's right there all you've got to do is say lord help my unbelief i'm lost i don't know what i'm doing I need, you to, I need you to begin speaking to me. Give me your word. Help me to understand your word. Lead me and guide me and help me. Hallelujah. And the first thing he's going to do is he's going to lead you into repentance. He's going he's to reveal to you the sin that is causing so much problem in your life. And you're going to find out that the issue of your life is the fact that you have sin in your life. And if you'll turn from the sin, hallelujah, God will begin to do a miracle in your heart heart hallelujah and if you get baptized in the name of jesus christ for the remission of those sins god will wash those sins away out of your life you'll come up out of that water with a new name on you the old man will have passed away in the water but there's a new identity on you and he will fill you with the gift of the holy ghost and yes you'll speak in other tongues as the spirit gives the utterance i want you to know you can walk in faith you can live in faith you can hallelujah it is a gift it's a gift from God so you 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 really truly just say Lord I need you to I need you to show me how to have faith and he will help you and one of the first things he'll show you is that faith is not just a gift faith is a fruit it's an interesting thing that in the nine gifts of the spirit and in the nine fruit of the spirit that that faith is in both both uh, uh, sequences of qualities. And, 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 and it is a gift of the Spirit, but it is also a fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. And so faith is a fruit of the Spirit. And if you know anything about fruit, you know that it comes from the seed. So faith grows, and faith can grow. The Bible describes faith increasing and it can start as the grain of a mustard seed. But the Bible says that mustard seed is the least of all seeds, Brother Enos. It's the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it comes up out of the ground. And it might be a little seedling at first, but that, that stalk begins to thicken and strengthen. And, and as it grows, branches pop out of that tree and leaves and fruit. And the birds of the air can lodge themselves upon the branches of the that tree. This is why the people in your life who have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you find yourself gravitating to them. They're the people you call when you need prayer. You're the bird of the air lodging in those branches. Let me tell you something. If your family's calling you for prayer or your friends are calling you for prayer, you ought to rejoice in the Lord. It means they know where to go. Hallelujah. And I want you to know that's what God wants to make out of you. He wants to make you strong. It starts with the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it becomes like a mighty tree. Hallelujah. Faith can increase. And so that's why faith is a fruit. It starts with a seed. And Jesus let us know in his parables that the seed in his parables is the word of God. This is the seed. Hallelujah. 
when this gets placed in your heart, hallelujah, when it's watered with prayer and the presence of God, it will begin to grow into something beautiful. This is why we want to be careful with people who are just receiving the word of God in their heart. We don't want to drive a big lawnmower over what God is doing. It might, it might emerge for a little while and it might be too young and too tender of a plant to really uh, deal with all of the, all of the uh, encounters it could have. So we're careful to prune it. We're careful to grow it. We're careful to develop it so that it can strengthen and one day it it will be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I want you to know every time this word is preached, there's a seed that goes into your heart. And I want you to know it's not just the word of God that is a seed. All words are seeds. All of them. All words are seeds. And so you've got to be careful what word you're listening to. Because if you're listening to words that are not from God, guess what? Seed is being put in your heart. And that seed is going to grow too. That's why the man is blessed who walks not after the counsel of the ungodly. Nor stands in the way of the sinner. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But the blessed man delights in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And guess what? He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither. And whatsoever. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So don't let just anybody speak into your life. Don't let people come in with their secular humanism. Don't let people come in with their doubt and their unbelief and their false doctrine and their heresy. Don't let them come in with their discouragement. You've got to be obedient to the word of the Lord. and Let the word of God be a lamp unto your feet. Let the word of God be a light unto your path. Let the word of God be hidden in your heart that you might not see sin against the Lord hallelujah let the word and listen don't just let the word of God comfort you let the word of God correct you and I mean really correct you I mean when you start believing something so strong that it has defined you when the word of God disagrees humble yourself to the word of God there's some people who think they understand the word of God, but they've understood it falsely and they have a misinterpretation of it and they, and they believe, and they can believe it for years. But when the word of God reveals to you the truth and the light of God's revelation, obey it. Hallelujah. I know the Bible is right and somebody's wrong. I said, I know the Bible is right and somebody's wrong. I didn't make it this far leaning on my own understanding. I didn't come through these storms, but depending on false doctrine, the word of God is my everlasting portion. And he has the authority to correct me and to bring me into submission to his word. And so even right now, every, every time you hear the word of God, it's like a seed coming into your heart. Even right now, as I'm preaching to you the word of God, a seed is being sown into your heart. And you're going to have to reckon with it for the rest of your life. As I declare to you the whole counsel of God, there is seed coming out from this message into your heart. And the enemy, that's why he fought you from coming here today. That's why he didn't want you to be in this place. That's why you're listening online and you may be listening one year from this day to this message. But this seed is coming to your heart and God intends to grow a mighty tree from it. Open up your heart. Open up your mind. Open up your Bible. And let God make a man and a woman of God out of you. Faith is a fruit. It's full of antioxidants. It's full of, of truth. It's full of life. It's full of light. It's full of goodness. Hallelujah. So faith is a gift. And that gift is a seed. That seed comes into your heart and produces faith as a fruit. And that faith as a fruit, the next thing that I want to tell you about the many dimensions of faith is that faith is a word. The Bible says the word of faith is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. Romans chapter 10. 
the word of faith is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. Faith is a gift. Faith is a fruit. Faith is a word. Open up your mouth and speak faith. That's why you can see people dealing with so many issues and they will not curse God and die. They will not charge God foolishly. They come walking into the house of God. They might be limping. They've got, they've got problems that they're dealing with. They've got burdens that they have on their shoulders. Lightning is flashing in their home life. Thunder is rolling through their finances. Problems are developing on the home front. The workplace has turned crazy. Family has turned against them. Friends are calling them names. Their body's starting to break down. The doctor's got another bad report. And then they have the audacity to look at you and say, but God has been good to me. What is that? That's the word of faith. That's what worship is. Worship is the word of faith. Ah, Hallelujah. Open up your mouth and declare ye the word of the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. That means in the good times I'll praise him. In the bad times I'll praise him. In lean times I'll praise him. In times of plenty I will praise him. Yes. He said I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. It may not be in my emotions, but it will be in my mouth. It may not be in my circumstances right now, but it will be in my mouth. Job sat there covered in sackcloth and ashes. He looked up at his wife who told him, I don't know how you retain your integrity. I don't know how you keep living for God. You ought to just curse God and get it over with and die. And that hand came up from under those sackcloth and ashes covered with boils. It had barely enough strength and said, you're talking like the foolish women are talking. You sound like you've been on social media too long. You, you sound like you're reading everything but the scriptures. You, you sound like a foolish woman. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Naked came I into this world. Naked will I go out of this world. But blessed be the name of the Lord. The word of faith is in your mouth. My family will be saved. My finances are going to be just fine, thank you. Because God is my portion. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. It's so tempting when you feel a certain way to give word to those feelings. It is important not to give word to those feelings, but to give word to faith. I may not feel it right now, but you better hear me. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid when my enemies, the wicked, even the wicked, came upon me to eat up my flesh? They stumbled and they fell. The war should rise against me. My heart will not fear. Though an host should encamp against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after. To dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord. Ha, 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 ha
summon horses, but not us. That said, not us. When the chariots fail, when the horses fail, we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Faith is a word. Look at your neighbor right down. Tell him if you trust him, it's going to be all right. If you'll obey him, it's going to be all right. I said if you trust I said if you trust him. Hallelujah. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. unto him right now. to a conclusion and our musicians can come but I want you to hear me today I'm done you can remain standing faith is an action faith without works is dead faith is an act it isn't faith if it does not involve an act of faith it's a gift from God yes it's a fruit that grows from his word yes and it's a word that you can speak out, but, but, but it is an action. It is an act of obedience to God. Let me tell you that faith is not a feeling. Faith is an action. If you're waiting to feel faith, you'll be waiting forever. Faith is an act. And let me say to those who are waiting to feel like having faith, let me tell you, this is how you know if you have faith. Obedience. That's it. Abraham went looking for a city that hath foundations whose builder and maker is God. I don't know what was going through his mind, but I know if it were me the whole time I'm walking, I'm thinking, oh God, where am I going? Where is this headed? I have no idea how this is going to end up. I got problems more than enough, more than I used to have. They've multiplied on me. But, but with every doubt, doubtful thought, he was walking in the direction that God told him to walk. You just keep on walking in obedience to the word of God. I want you to know that faith will move that mountain and faith will pluck up that tree. Faith will move that mountain and faith will pluck up that tree. The very first act of obedience is this. Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Faith is an act. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. God, I feel your presence. Hallelujah. 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 God's putting it on somebody's heart to act in faith right now. Hallelujah. I, 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 listen, now faith isn't just any old action. Faith is an act that is directly connected to the directive of God. 
Hallelujah. And when God puts it in your heart through his word and confirmed by his word and confirmed by his spirit, act, move, take that step, take that leap by faith. Abel offered, hallelujah, under God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, was moved with fear to the saving of his house. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. By faith, Abraham went looking for a city that hath foundations. Sarah received strength through faith to conceive seed and bring forth a son. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and we hallelujah see those promises we've stepped into those promises I wonder if somebody can act in faith right now somebody take a step of faith right now right now hallelujah right now I want you to come to the front of this house as a step of faith and say, God, I'm here. I'm here. Come on, God wants to fill somebody with the gift of the Holy Ghost today. If you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, here's what I want you to do. I think this would be good if, if you're going to come to the front just come on down that's it if you're coming just come on down i'm i'm not going to ask everybody to come you certainly are encouraged to but just come on down here's what we're going to do i want everybody in the house i want everybody in the house i want us to lift up our hands and our voices unto god and this is what i want us to do i want us to repent of our sins all of us me included i want all of us to repent of our sins ask god to purify you Ask him to help you turn from any wicked way that is not like him. Lord Jesus, please forgive me of every sinful thing. Please forgive me of going my own way. Lord, please forgive me for transgressing your law. Lord, please forgive me for rebelling against your holy word. I'm lost, Lord. I need help. I need you. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. Forgive me, Lord, for every unclean way. Purify me, Lord. Purify my heart and my mind, my soul, my body, my actions, my unbelief. Oh, there's a holy repentance happening right now all across this house. There's a holy repentance happening right now. Come on, that's it, everybody. Just pour out your heart to God. Pour out your heart to God. Oh, oh, oh. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. I want you just to stay there for just a moment. Just let it happen right now. Just let it happen right now. Come on, that's it. Just let it happen right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Glory to your name, Lord. Glory to your name, Lord. Glory to your name, Lord. Yes. Come on, that's it. Like a refreshing like a refreshing waterfall just let the let the spirit of the lord help you to feel the cleansing power of turning from sin walking away from iniquity just releasing it right now releasing it to god right now Woo, release it to god right now hallelujah hallelujah 
I'm going to tell you, you can walk away from it. You can walk away from it and leave it here. Never to be picked up again. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter how deeply rooted. It doesn't matter how long. It doesn't matter how broken. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I want you to begin to praise the Lord, especially if you're seeking the Holy Ghost. I want you to begin to praise him and thank him. I want you to begin to thank him for his mighty power and praise his holy name with your words. There's no special way to do it. There's no special way to do it. You don't have to have a special degree in praising God just from your heart, whatever you feel from your heart to say to God, I want you to say it. He's your father. He's your creator. Just open up your heart and say what, what you want to say to God. I love you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. Come on, it's like a well springing up into everlasting life. It's like a well of living water springing up in everlasting life. That's it. That's it. Let that praise burst forth. Let that praise come forth. All across this house, go ahead and let that praise come forth. Something's happening right now in the Holy Ghost. Something's happening right now in the Holy Ghost. Come on, you're going to speak a language you've never learned before. Don't